Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Fresh Encounter, the radio ministry of Lifelong Anointing Church. Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature, and in favor with God and with men. We're glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message. Habakkuk chapter 2, reading from verse number 2, the Bible tells us there. And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon the tablets, that he may run that reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. This was the word of the Lord that he gave to me in 1994. And he gave this this particular word after years of praying that the Lord will open up and give us an opportunity to be able to travel out of Nigeria. And in 1994, the Lord God Almighty made it possible. He opened the door. And early in 94, I saw my wife to the airport. She was traveling to France for a study at that time. And after seeing her off, I went back home and I went back praying. And the Lord gave me a revelation, very clear, very vivid. And he backed it up with, that, with this particular verse of the scripture that I just read to you. And like Samuel at that time, I was still very, very young in the faith. And I thought that the believer, and, and I was limited in my experience with the Almighty God. And I thought that that particular revelation that was backed up with the word of God was going to happen immediately. Okay, I thought that it was going to happen the next day. And at that time, I did not understand the law of process. At that time, I did not understand that every promise that the Lord Almighty gives to you goes through a process of fulfillment. I did not understand that the fact that God showed you something today does not mean it's going to happen tomorrow. The fact that God spoke to you right now does not mean that tomorrow we see the fulfillment. I did not understand that there is a that when the Lord God Almighty wants to do something in the life of an individual, there is always a plan. There is always a time for that particular prayer, for that plan to be fulfilled. And God has a pattern of answering prayer. There is a set time for all that God plans to do in the life of every man. And that book of Habakkuk chapter 2 has remained with me for a very long time, up, up till this very point in time. And every now and then I refer to it because the Lord uses it again to speak to me on different issues. But that verse of the scripture has a lot of things to say in it. In that verse of the scripture, verse number 3, the Bible says, For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come and it will not tarry. If you look closely at that verse of the scripture, you will see certain things that the Lord Almighty was trying to communicate to those of us who are sitting here this morning. The Lord is trying to tell us that number one, there is a concept that is referred to as divine timing. Say the vision is for an appointed time. There is a time that God has set to be able to accomplish whatever he has spoken into our life. Number two, there is the concept of divine assurance. When the Lord says it, the Lord will do it. He said, but in the end it shall speak. In other words, you might not see it right now. There might not be any manifestation right now. Things might appear as if they are being covered up right now. But the Bible says that in the end, it shall speak. The third concept you see from that part of the scripture is that there might be a possible delay. It said, though it tarries. In other words, you might expect it today, but it might be tomorrow. You might expect it this month, but it might be next month. You might expect it this year, it might be next year. The Bible said there is a possibility of delay. It said, don't it tarry. But then it now tells you to be actively patient. That's the fourth concept you see from that verse of the scripture. Active patient. And say, wait for it. Why? Because it will surely come. If the Lord has spoken it. 
Those are the concepts that the Lord Almighty taught me from that verse of the scripture. And the unfortunate thing for me at that time was that I did not understand that the basic principle under which this particular principle is sitting, the principle of divine timing is sitting, I did not understand at that time. I did not understand the process of becoming. There is a process by which the Lord Almighty takes you from where you are to where you need to be. I refer to it as the process of becoming. There is a process that I refer to also as the season of seasoning. It takes a while for those of us who are wine drinkers. You will understand that there is a difference between an aged wine and a fresh wine. And the Lord God Almighty, God, you know, the people who are the, who are who are building who are, who, who, who who kind of brew this wine, they take they allow it to season, they allow it to sit, they allow it to age. There is a process of aging that the Lord Almighty gives to the life of the people who He has given His promise somber. You must understand the the season of seasoning. Unfortunately for me, I did not understand it. And because I did not understand the process of becoming, I did not understand the process, the season of seasoning. Because I did not understand those basic concepts, I wasted a lot of opportunities. Not only that, I ignored the obvious things that God wanted to do in my life and I was focusing on the wrong things. The things that I did not have, those were the things I was focusing on. Because I did not understand the law of process, the, 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 the time of seasoning, I went through many, many years of discouragement and frustration. Several times I'll call my wife in Paris, I'll tell her this thing is difficult. I thought that was going to happen. In fact, I, actually, you know, I can't tell you the number of times that I went to the embassy where I was where, when I was there, they denied visa to go into these countries. The reason was because I did not understand the law of process. I did not understand the time of seasoning. And because of that, I went through a lot of heartache at that time. This, I tell you, this tells us that when you do not understand the season of your seasoning, when you do not understand the time of, uh, the appointed time for your own miracle, you are going to waste time, you are going to waste opportunity, and you are going to focus on the wrong things. When you do not understand the time that the Lord has set to accomplish certain things in your life. And that's why the Bible tells us that the Lord makes everything beautiful in its time. I remember when I eventually got the visa, I did not even want to leave Nigeria anymore. Why? Because the Lord Almighty has opened my eyes to see certain things. He has allowed me to start doing certain things that I didn't want to do. And the boss now got very, you know, very angry. I said, hey, you better pack your stuff and get out of that place. You know, but the point I'm making is that when you do not understand the time that the Lord Almighty has set for you, you are going to live a frustrated life. So I was consumed with the fulfillment of the promise of God that I ignored the things that God wanted to do in my life. I was so focused on pursuing the realization of the promise that God gave me, I almost missed out on the work that God wanted to accomplish in my life. Because one thing I can assure you is that the promise of God for your life will be based and will sit for, will sit upon the things that God wants to do in your life. There are things that God wants to give you, but He will not give you until you are positioned, until you are equipped, until you have the right foundation to support the blessings that God wants to pour upon your life. And because I was so consumed with getting out of the country, I was not focused on the things that God wanted to accomplish in my life at that time. Okay, I was so focused on trying to see the realization of that dream that I forgot that God wanted to accomplish one or two things in my life. The question is, why am I telling you all this? Why am I telling you all this this morning? The reason I'm telling you this morning is that the Lord God Almighty may have been speaking to some of us this morning, to some of us at the beginning of this year. 
the Lord and now we are in the new month, the Lord Almighty might be renewing a vision for us so to be of what he intends to do for us and what he wants to do through us or what he wants to do in our family or what he wants to do in our place of work or in our career. The Lord is speaking to us but just like the Lord spoke to me in 1994, the Lord is saying here this morning that whatever I am promising you, whatever I am planning to do for you, whatever I am planning to do through you, whatever I am planning to do for your family, that, that thing that I am giving you, the vision that I am giving you, the Lord is saying there is an appointed time for it. There is an appointed time for it. In other words, I'm telling you that because if you do not understand and they really, if you know, if you not understand that the realization of the promises of God for your life, it requires an understanding of the time of seasoning, you are going to be frustrated. That's why I'm telling you this. That one, number one, anything that God promises you has an appointed time. Number two, I'm telling you this because the realization of that promise of God for your life is a function of your understanding of the seasoning, the time and the season. You must understand the time and the season of your life. Number three, I'm telling you this because if you do not understand God's promises for your life, goes through a process, you will find out that you are going to be frustrated. You must understand that the promise of God goes through a process. If you don't understand the concept of divine timing, if you don't understand the concept of 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 of, 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 of your season of, of your season of seasoning, if you don't understand the concept of seasoning, if you don't understand your concept that God will do what He will do when you are ready to receive it, you are going to give yourself a lot of heartache because you expect God to do something when God is waiting for you to do or when God is waiting for you to do your own part. If you do not understand the season of seasoning, you will save you you. You will, you will, you will say, you will have a lot of heartache. And number four, I'm telling you this because throughout the scriptures, you will see that the process by which God fulfills his promises in the life of his people always follows a pattern. There is a pattern. You look at all the people that the Lord Almighty blessed in the scripture. There is a pattern. And you will find that God will always start with a promise. And then the promise, what you will find is that he will promise he will give you his best. He will tell you, I'm going to give you, I'm going to make you the father of many nations. I'm going to give you the land that you are stepping upon. Every place the sole of your feet shall tread upon that that I will give unto you. He will start with a promise. And then he will follow the time of testing of that particular promise. This is the season when the Lord God Almighty will begin to walk on you. To make sure that you are ready for what is about to release into your life. And the kind of seasoning, the kind of testing, the kind of maturation that you will go through is a function of the size of the blessing that God wants to give you or the function of the assignment that he wants to give you. The time it trains to, the time it takes to train somebody who is on the front line who is just doing customer service is different from the time that it takes to train somebody who is writing the code or building the machines or making sure that the mechanical, the electrical, uh, the electrical part of a car is fixed, is, is done properly. The season, the time, the, the testing, the, the, the length of your time, the length of your seasoning, the length of your maturation is a function of how long or the size of the, of the, of the assignment that God wants to give you or the kind of blessing that He wants to give you. If your blessing is small, what happened? It trains you in a day or two. But if you are going to lead over a million people through the wilderness for 40 years, it will train you for 40 years on how to listen to a malu, to how to listen to, how to listen to a cow, that, you know, how to be able to train them to walk in one direction. So the size of your assignment is a function of you determine how long you are going to go through your maturation process. And also, how well you cooperate with that training process will determine how long you are going to stay there. And then finally, when it gives, initially gives you the promise, then it tests that promise, and then you will see the fulfillment of that promise. 
That has been the pattern of scripture. You will see it in the life of Abraham. God gave him a promise. He went through his own time of seasoning. And then finally he got his, he got his blessing. You look at Jacob. The Lord, uh, uh, Joseph. The Lord gave him, a, pro, gave him a, a vision. He went through his own time of testing in the, in, the, in the house of Potiphar. And eventually became the prime minister of Israel. Of, of Egypt. You see the life of Moses. The Lord called him in the wilderness. He, he, the Lord called him. He went into the wilderness. Eventually became the deliverer. You look at Jacob. You look at David. You look at the entire nation of Israel. You will see that God gives a promise. There is a period of testing or seasoning. And then finally, the promise is fulfilled. If you understand that scriptural pattern, if you understand that pattern, it becomes easy for you when the God speaks to you and you are not seeing the results. It becomes easy for you to understand what God is doing when you appear as if everything is silent. It becomes easy for you to understand when you are praying and God seems not to be moving. You begin to understand what is going on. This is the pattern of scripture. Now if, now, if God has given you a promise, if he is currently speaking to you about a promise, please know that whatever God is promising you is going to go through the season of seasoning. There is no shortcut. I mean, you are not, you, nobody is the exception. You will go through it. Everybody will go through it. And the sooner you understand that God's promise for your life will go through a season of seasoning, the sooner you will begin to cooperate with the process and save yourself a lot of stress. Ask Jonah. The Lord told him, you are going to Nineveh. This guy refused to cooperate. And the Lord said, Go, keep, keep running. You just keep going. But I will deal with you. And you are still going to come back and do what I ask you to do. Because the Bible tells us one thing. It says that the gift and the calling of the Almighty God are what? Without repentance. The Lord has fingered you. He has pointed at you. He has touched you. He has called you. You will do the work. Either by hook or by crook, you will do it. And Jonah, and Jonah, you know, Jonah learned the hard way. When you understand the promise of God for your life, and you understand that that promise will go through a period of seasoning, it is best for you to cooperate. It is best for you to be able to surrender so that you can eliminate that heartache and you can save yourself a lot of stress. So these are the reasons why I shared my testimony at the very beginning. Now, why is the understanding of the season of season very, very important? Why is it important? It is important because, number one, of the limited understanding of this particular concept in the church. In the church, we talk about the time, the, the promise of God. God is promising you X. God is promising you Y. And then when we finish talking about the promise, we start talking about the fulfillment of God's promises. But in most cases, we do not talk about the waiting and the testing period. That's right. We jump from the promise to the fulfillment. As if these things happen overnight. And especially those who collect money from us, they tell you if you give the $58 seal, tomorrow somebody will call you out of nowhere and the heavens will open. I am not saying it doesn't happen. That's not what I'm saying. But they forget to tell us. Or they minimize the impact of the fact that there is always that gap in between. There is always that period where you wait on the Lord. There is always that period when heaven appears silent. There is always that period when your heart begins to tell you, I told you not to give write that check. I told you not to give that offering. I told you not to do it. Now your rent is due. Now your car note is due. Now things are falling apart. The fridge is empty. Now do what you look at what you're doing. Now you're giving it to the pastor. The pastor is feeling good with the money. Now you are not. What is happening? You know, that there is always going to be that period. But in most cases, they don't tell us. And that is why we are talking about it. That the fact that there is this, there is this ignorance in the church about the waiting period concerning the period of the answer to your prayer. There is always a waiting period. There is always a waiting period. Number two, 
Why is it important for you to understand this particular concept? It is important because God will not commit the treasures of heaven into the hands of the unprepared. He will never commit the treasures of heaven into the hands of the unprepared. Will you as an individual go and lie down on an operating bed and ask a first year medical student to perform a heart surgery for you? Will you do it? You won't do it. The same way there are treasures in heaven. God has the intention to be able to open up the heaven and rain it upon his people. But as long as you are unprepared, as long as you are not qualified, as long as you are not well positioned, as long as you are not in a place where you can carry and receive the blessings of God, they will not come. They will not come. So we are talking about this thing because God will not commit the treasures of heaven into the hands of the unprepared. The Bible tells us the book of Psalm 105, reading from verse number 9, talking about, talking about Joseph. The Bible says, until the time that his word came, the word of the Lord tried him. In other words, when, when this particular uh, God will pass you through or allow you to pass through a period of testing, a period of purging, a period of waiting before you see the manifestation of the promises that he puts up, that he, gives, that he has given unto you. He said, until the time of the, the, until the time that his word came, the word of the Lord tested him. He had to go through that period. He had to go through that particular, uh, that particular season. Everyone that the Lord has called has always gone through that. The reason is to be able to mature them. The reason is to be able to prepare them. The reason is to be able to sanctify them. The reason is to be able to give them, equip them for the things that they need to be able to face. Can you imagine, the Bible says that Moses was the meekest man on earth. How did Moses become meek? The Bible makes us to understand that when he was still enjoying the fun fair in the palace of Pharaoh, he walked out of the city and he saw two Israelites fighting. And the Bible said because of his fierceness, he went ahead and killed one. He saw, he saw, he saw an Egyptian uh, maltreating an, uh, an Israelite. He killed the Egyptian, buried that Egyptian. And this same guy was going to be leading the children of Israel for almost over half, over a million of them. If the Lord had not put him in the wilderness, if the Lord had not put him in a place where he had to be humbled, where he had to learn meekness, where he had to learn to get rid of his anger, where he had to learn to get rid of so many things, you will find that, that single-handedly, Moses will kill all the children of Israel. They will be turning their head like this because they were stressing the guy out. And at one point, they stressed him out. They said, okay, shall we not bring water out of the rock in Goa? He began to hit the rock. But the Lord Almighty, for 40 years, tried to take that thing out of his life. So what I'm saying, in essence, is that you will. The, 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 it is important for us to understand the season of seasoning because the Lord will not commit the treasures of heaven into the hands of those who are unprepared. In other words, the promise of a better life, the promise of a better relationship, the promise of a better finances, the promise of a better walk with the Almighty God, the promise of an of the anointing that you are looking for. These promises will only happen when they have gone through, when you have gone through your own period of testing, your own period of purging, your own period of waiting, your own period of maturation. That is when it happens. And you find out that many of the promises of God are delayed simply because we are not cooperating with that season of seasoning. 
You are not cooperating with that particular period that God wants to do something in our life. We are not be allowing ourselves to be massaged into play, into, 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 into shape. And that's why the Bible says that we are the clay. He is the, we are, he's the potter. We are the clay. We have to allow ourselves to be shaped, to be molded into the image of the Almighty God. The Lord will not commit into the hands of a man the treasures of heaven if that man is unprepared. Number three. Why is it important to understand this particular season of seasoning? It is important because God matures you for the blessings that He pours into your life. He matures you for the blessings that He pours into your life. None of us here who are parents who have a car will hand over the key of your car to a five-year-old or to a ten-year-old. No matter how much you love that child. The same thing. There are many who have been in the house of God 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. But in the spirit, they are still like children in diaper. They keep saying, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. And the Lord is saying, can you just please grow up a little bit so that you can go from receiving the bottle, I can begin to give you some cheese cracker. And from cheese cracker, you begin to eat some burger. And then I begin to probably take you out to eat some steak. The Lord is saying that you have to grow. The season of seasoning is important because God matures you. For the blessings that he wants to pour into your life. In other words, God's promises in your life this year will happen when you have gone through the period of maturation. That is why for the rest of this month, we are going to be talking about the sea, surviving the season of seasoning. Surviving the season of seasoning. This morning, our focus and the rest of the, you know, and throughout the rest of the year, our focus will not, will, will not be the tests that you go through because the tests are, div- they are, they are diverse. They are different. People go through different tests. I'm not going to be focusing on the test, but I'll be focusing, you know, but my focus is going to be on understanding the principles that helps a man to successfully survive the season of seasoning. And I want you to look at a verse of the scripture. Luke chapter one. Luke chapter one. Ruth verse number 80. The Bible talks about, this is talking about John the Baptist. The Lord said, and the Bible tells us, So the child grew and became strong in spirit and was in the desert until the day of his manifestation. In other words, the Lord Almighty is saying, the promise of God for the life of John the Baptist was not going to be a reality until the man has matured in the you know, until the man has matured in the wilderness. The Bible says he had to remain in the wilderness. Why? So that he can grow, so that he can become strong in the spirit, and then he will now be presented to Israel. But if he's presented before the period of maturation, if he's presented before he is strong in the spirit, what will happen is that he will make a shipwreck of his ministry. And that is why so many people start very well, but they end up in a not very enviable position because they did not take the time to go through their own season of seasoning. John the Baptist has to be seasoned before the day of his showing unto Israel. The call and the promise of God for every individual is different. The path that each person will take, the process that each person will endure, those things are different. And for Abraham, you will find his path required him to wander the promised land. For Jacob, it required for him to spend some time in the house of Laban. For Joseph, he had to be in captivity in Egypt. For Moses, he had to be in the backside of the wilderness for Daniel he had to spend some time in the lion's den for Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego they had to go through the fiery furnace for John the Baptist he had to remain in the desert until the day of his showing now every one of us have our own way through which the Lord Almighty will mature you 
Some of you, you have to wait in the area of your finances. Some have to wait in the area of their relationship. Some have to wait in the area of the things that they know, in the word of their mouth, in their attitude, in whatever area. But the period, they say the, the seasoning that we all go through, while those seasoning will be different. Now, while the path that God takes you is different, what you will find is that there are some basic principles in all these things that are common to everybody. The path that you go through, the path that I go through, the path that my sister will go through, they are all different. But you will find that there are some common elements that will help you to be able to survive your own seasoning. That will help you to survive whatever condition that the Lord is passing you through. That will help you to survive the challenges that life will throw at you. In other words, the process of becoming for each of us is going to be different and unique. Our season of season is going to be different. But in each situation, there is going to be that unique principle, that common principle that underlines. And those are the principles that we are going to be looking at each more, you know, looking at this month. Turn your Bible to the book of Acts of the Apostles, chapter 9. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 9. In Acts of the Apostles, chapter 9, the Bible was telling us about the story of a guy called Saul of Tarsus. Saul of Tarsus was a guy who dedicated himself to persecuting the church of God. In verse number nine, the Bible, in verse number three, the Bible told us that he was, you know, he was traveling to Damascus uh, to hunt the believer that, you know, and he encountered the resurrected Christ. Uh, and you all know the story. The Bible said that he was met with the Lord. The Lord struck him down and the Lord now sent him into Damascus, uh, sent him into Damascus to meet with a guy called Ananias. And the Lord now spoke to Ananias in, in Acts chapter nine, chapter, in Acts chapter nine from verse number 15. The Bible says that but the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me, to bear my name before the Gentiles and the king and the children of Israel. Now look at verse number 16. He said, For I will show him how great things he must suffer in my name. In other words, God was saying to, God was saying that Saul, to, for Saul to become the person that Saul, that God has designed him to be, he will have to suffer and go through a particular, you know, suffer some things for the gospel. In other words, Paul's journey to maturation, just Paul's journey to the fulfillment of God's promises require him to go through suffering. And you will see Paul himself describe his own suffering in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Reading from verse number 22, the Bible says, it says, Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more. In labor more abundant. In stripe more measure. In stripe above measure, in prison more frequent, in death often of, of the Jew, of the Jews, five times I received forty stripes, save one. Thrice I was beaten with rod, once I was stoned, thrice I suffered shipwreck, a night and a day I have spent in the deep, in journeying often, in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils of the heathen, in peril in the city, in peril in the wilderness, in peril in the sea, and peril among the false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watching often, in hunger and thirst in fasting often in cold and nakedness. How many of us can go through that and still continue to remain serving the almighty God? But Paul went through all this. And the question that I have this morning after reading this thing about Paul was that what sustained him? What kept him going? And when you are going through your own time of waiting for the promise of God to be fulfilled, what is the thing that will keep you going? That is what we want to deal with this morning. It is not whether God will make promises. God already has given us promises. The scripture is full of the promise of God for our life. But the question is, that particular season when things appear not to be moving, what are you going to do? What is it that will sustain you? What is this thing that will keep you going? How did Paul survive the season of seasoning? Romans chapter 8. Reading from verse number 38, the Bible tells us. He said, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life, 
No angels, no principalities, no past, no things present, no things to come. No height, no death, no other creature, no any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. According to Paul's own word, during the time of his own seasoning, the thing that kept him going was the fact that he was persuaded, he was convinced of the call of God upon his life. You look at the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 9. In verse number 16, the Bible says, Though I preach the gospel, I am I have nothing to glory of, for necessity is laid on me. Yea, woe to me if I preach not the gospel. Apart from the apart from the conviction of Paul the Apostle, he also had what is called a commitment to the things that he has given to the, to the job that he has been given. So if you are going through your if you are going through your own time of seasoning, when you go through your own time of waiting, when you go through your own time when the Lord is saying that I have given you the promise and the, and, and the fulfillment, the time between that particular two those two uh, period of your life, when you are going through it, the two things that will get you going is number one your conviction and your commitment to the word of the Almighty God. Thank you very much for listening to our program today. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Sunday worship service at 2711 Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee. We also host Bible study and prayer meetings every Friday at 7 p.m. Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, we thank you for listening. Thank you.